0: Hey there, we're Those Sci-Fi Guys, and this is That those Sci-Fi Guy Show. Just two working dudes with way different lives, different jobs, but a whole lot of love for science fiction and the fun that comes with. We're your hosts. I am P.S. McKay, and Paramount Plus is going to be canceling me using a DMC notice faster than a Twitter account posting the latest publicly posted Strange
1: No Worlds trailer. What's up? You got canceled? (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, I didn't, but a whole lot of star trek uh, uh, twitter uh, handles uh, fan handles got cancelled
1: mm. and
0: and uh, po- uh, was it postponed from being able to uh, be used because uh, paramount uh, publicly uploaded their trailer for strange new worlds, and everyone it, and they got screen grabs and everything publicly, at least as far as I can tell. And then Paramount went ahead and just, like, complained to Twitter saying, delete them, delete them, delete them, delete them, delete them.
1: Uh, like, okay. Ruthlessly. So when did they drop the trailer? I didn't think they dropped the trailer yet.
0: Well, it's they took it down. Mm. Now, here's the other side of the story, which I don't know if it's true or not. Supposedly, it was a trailer that was being aired for an investor's call. Lame. But, but, it went public.
1: Through the the official (sighs) account, by the way. So, here's the thing. If they show it to us, and we subscribe, we're actually investing in Paramount. Right. So... Give it to your low-level, like, level-one uh, investors, folks. Let's this do this. Is,
0: this is the utter BS that I've been complaining about with Paramount. It, first of all, it was CBS originally, when they realized that things were rocky with Discovery. By the way, do you want to finish your introduction before I go into my frickin' rant?
1: I'm DT Catman, and I'm usually the one who does the rants around here. <laughs> and secondly, oh, yeah. dude, I, I was pretty bullshit when they came out with paramount plus i was like what i can't fucking watch star trek on tv like people had been doing for close to 40 fucking years
0: 60 60 years they've been watching star trek on tv for
1: mm. perhaps
0: perhaps 40 for 40 for us but
1: <laughs> yeah but yeah, that was yeah. a dick move. I mean, I know they wanted to throw in the random awkward fuck or the disturbing Klingon sex scene. Um, or and let me tell you,
0: none, none of, of these people additive. know how
1: to write know how to write proper vulgarity in dialogue.
0: They really don't.
1: They really don't. Bad. You know who yeah. does? Kevin Smith does.
0: And he's a terrible writer.
1: If you, if you want creative usage of vulgarity, watch Game of Thrones.
0: Or, now we have to go all the way back to Goodwill Hunting. Really? I remember my grandfather talking about he came out of the theater who he served he, he he served in the army at the age of fifteen. By the way, uh, had to have that, an actor do it. That was illegal
1: even then. Just so you know.
0: No, he had to have. He had a. He had his uh, congressman um, petition to have it done. I haven't sure. looked it up. That's a family wife's tale. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna honor my grandfather for uh, for uh, wanting to do it, whether he did it or not. Math checked out. He was in the army. Um. Anyway, he walked out of Goodwill hunting, shocked at all the vulgarity.
1: Shocked. At the number of F-words that were used. Jeez, did he go see Saving Private Ryan? There was plenty of <laughs> vulgarity in that one. Well, he was never on the front lines. He was too young. I just said go on and watch <laughs>
0: Saving Private Ryan. I don't think he did, actually. Dude. I remember that came out in 98. That was right at the tail end of when most most veterans from World War II were able to go out and enjoy a day. Yeah, You know? Uh, what, what What was the age difference? They would have been in their 70s at that point? Oh, what, what was, was it about? 50th anniversary? 56th anniversary? 55th anniversary. Of, yeah,
1: uh, you, you know, today.
0: 70s. Came out in 98? Yeah. Yeah, so it would have been 54th anniversary. In their early 20s, late late teens. Yeah, they would have been in their 70s. So, Shoot. Man, dude. Time goes by.
1: Uh yeah. Any of them left are about a hundred.
0: <laughs> anyway, all I'm saying is it's bullshit that Paramount is going ahead and canceling all these accounts on Twitter. These are Star Trek's biggest fans that posted these pictures. And well, they're he- going ahead and just ostracizing them, treating them like crap the exact same playbook that CBS used to try to bring back Star Trek fans when when they they were, were showing things that were controversial, like the Klingons. Like, oh my God, like, it's just
1: Well, you remember what they did to the Axonar folks? Yes, by the way,
0: Star Trek fans
1: That might be the best Star Trek made in the last 20 years. It was one of the best prequel movies I've ever seen. Making it to see it in the war. That would have been. If they, you know, Paramount should have just gotten on board with this. That setup looked like the better Klingon. That was definitely the better Klingon War. Oh, absolutely. I mean, for starters, you know, original Klingons. Well, not original, but. uh,
0: Pre-soon. Uh, genetic virus Klingons were they not
1: no they were after remember this was
0: oh yeah that's right yeah
1: but uh, I mean but I mean that these were the Klingons that really our generation grew grew up with you know the the you know from starting in 1979 until JJ put the first nail in that coffin by the way
0: he was close to I. Uh, hmm. I'll I'll let JJ's version of Klingons pass because he was at least
1: somewhat faithful to the eh, PG era Klingons. I cry bullshit. I cry bullshit. I didn't like it because they were computer generated. Really. Yeah, you go ahead and look back on that again. I mean, they're they're huge heads. I mean, come on now.
0: I didn't even, uh, you know what? I've seen Into Darkness exactly twice. Once in the theater, where it was the first time at the end when the credits were rolling, I stood up and started ranting. Ranting in the middle of the movie theater. And people stood around me applauding.
1: The, and two what, With the whitewash of Khan?
0: Not even that. I was just pissed that Khan was involved at all.
1: Or the use of Khan. I mean, yeah, absolutely, the whitewash of Khan. I mean, remember, JJ then went on and remade A New Hope, called it something else.
0: I know. Uh, yeah, I know.
1: I I won't say that. So, and well, wait a second. Was JJ even involved in Into Darkness? Yeah, he was the director. Or he he, he wasn't involved with Beyond. No, he was not. He was a producer. Beyond for was better.
0: Beyond was better, but it was still a... wasn't. It, uh, I yes, it was better. It was so much better than Into Darkness. But and,
1: I, and I'll say this: the JJ verse did give some love to Enterprise, which
0: they did. They did. They mentioned Archer. They talk about the was it the Ferguson or the Fitzgerald or whatever it is Franklin, the Frank... <laughs> the
1: Franklin, which
0: the other the other F name.
1: Well, it, it looked kind of like a cross between, like, oh, like, it, looked, a, like N- like the, it N- looked like a cross X- between, you know, the NX01 and the Stargazer. Yeah, yeah. So you got a little bit of that kind of hybrid look, and, and, you know, he was a, and Idris, oh, his character was a former Mako who fought the Zindi and the Romulans. Yep. I mean, dude, that was like.
0: Did they mentioned that in the movie.
1: They did. It was they fucking mentioned the awesome. They did. They mentioned. I know Makos. they mentioned
0: the Makos. I know they mentioned the Makos. Which I thought was nice. Boom. <laughs> I don't have we ever talked about the Makos on this show? Mm. Yeah,
1: Sharks in the water, my, my friend.
0: <laughs> it flips my mind.
1: Star Trek's version of Shark Week. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Well, you're right. Total bullshit. It's it's bad. I mean, look. If you drop it, that's on you. Okay. Now, and, and here's the yeah, This is the thing. They they did drop it. This wasn't
0: a leak. Leak. Bribed the people. It was meant. Whether it was meant for just the the press, uh, the investors meeting or not, or, that's a whole other thing. I don't know. So Let I could be wrong on on that part,
1: but Christopher Pike would not approve.
0: No, you would not.
1: The fair man. The
0: one and the old one. Yeah.
1: You don't say that if you threw a few grand each at some of these dudes, they wouldn't take it down.
0: Oh my God. If they're
1: Star I, Trek super fans, come on now. Oh. So.
0: I just, Shame I,
1: on you, Paramount.
0: Seriously. Yeah. Just, just treat your fans like fans, man.
1: Just you take. You got to take a page out of Marvel's book. They do I mean, take. Marvel, despite being owned by Disney, does treat their fans better than even than Star Wars does. They, they treat their fans like producers. Kevin Feige treats them like producers. I mean, they actually <laughs> took like fan input. You know, like these fan yeah. theories about. The little kid in Iron Man Two being Peter Parker, or uh-huh. that, um, or that Stan Lee's character was one of the Watchers. Yeah, this was, oh, that was floating amazing. around. They're like, "Hey, this is a good idea. Let's do that shit."
0: Yeah, James Gunn heard that. He's like, "I didn't think about that, but that's a great idea. Let's do it." And he did that. And well, that that's was well done. That's well done playing with the fans. It's not fan service. It's it's just it, it's having fun in the sandbox. Can we do that, Paramount? Can we have some goddamn fun in the sandbox,
1: please? Which is, you know, who else does? I don't know if they do that, but they definitely dive into the the old expanded universe and everything. But Filoni and Favreau definitely seem to get it. They get it. They get it.
0: I mean, we already talked about Book of Boba Fett, which will be going live real soon, but
1: something happened there. And even (laughs) though that was a little uneven at times, not quite as... uh, Tight as the mandalorian still you're getting you're getting callbacks and it's not like bullshit callbacks right where it's like oh super fan service no this actually made sense yeah most well, of the time the uh, two episodes that based on the mandalorian were kind of i don't know i mean whatever we 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 rehashed that so,
0: although I did I did watch. Do you do you know the Critical Drinker? He's on YouTube. You um, I think he's, he's, he might he's be in a our relative van. Of mine. <laughs> he's from Scotland. Uh,
1: then no, he's probably a relative of my wife. <laughs> I recommend you.
0: I recommend you follow Critical Drinker on YouTube. A lot of things he gets right. There are some things that I don't agree with um however he he does have a critical mind and thought process and one of the things was that on boba fett he was very disappointed that there was supposed to be some storyline between boba and cad bane and he didn't see it and it was it felt very anticlimactic and here's the quote here's the thing he brought up yes i know Fans are going to say, well, in the Clone Wars, they did this and this. He's like, I understand that. However, you need to still structure a TV show to pro- to produce an event as if that fan that didn't see it will still be satisfied. And the other fans who saw it
1: will ultimately be satisfied. That uh, was not I, done. I don't know. I mean, I think it's... Even if you didn't, okay, so even if you see didn't from his see.
0: Perspective, I never saw any interaction of, between Bane and, and Boba.
1: No, but did you ever see the Clone Wars? I
0: saw the Clone Wars. Wars. Did you, I ever, saw see any,
1: did you ever see any Cad Bane episodes? Did you ever yep. see any of the young Boba Fett episodes? Saw a couple. Then, honestly, even without that tied in, I don't think it's a biggest, too big a stretch.
0: No, and and again, I didn't think I think... You're right, you're right. I think
1: he's being a little too critical. And if he was a true fan, then he would have known about the existence of these fucking things.
0: Yeah. Just saying. What do you define as a true fan? Like, uh, I'm a fan of Star Wars. I grew up watching the tr- the trilogy. I know. I watched I watched it every day. The trilogy growing up. This was
1: shade. A little tongue in, it was tongue in cheek. I uh, understand.
0: But you know, I mean, what is a true fan at this point? Because a true fan is Clone really Wars somebody. It was just. Clone Wars is. were not easily accessible when it was first aired. It was on Cartoon Network, but it was on a, all times of the day. And God help you if you had children. Like, I don't know. And maybe I'm making excuses, but, and I could be.
1: My wife uh, sometimes thinks that I, I have my own clone war in the house because she sometimes <laughs> thinks that my kid is a clone of me.
0: Yeah. Well, she, she jokes like you. <laughs>
1: right now she does. Oh, uh, she well.
0: did. Uh, she did seven years ago so she she jokes like me
1: um minus the the crassness well yes yes no no pure innocence there but but she does the same jokes she did growing up so Oh, oh yeah well she also is highly encouraged by her grandfather
0: of course but of course so we've got three
1: generations of bad jokes Calfman Sr. there. <laughs> riding in backup. <laughs> the gentleman is not Calfman Sr. Oh, uh, that's true. The gentleman. Well, could we... But a tip of the hat to my old man. Anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. And All right. of course, as oh. always, a tip of the hat to yours.
0: Oh, I didn't bring up my <sighs> I At some point, myself, we
1: got to get to our our. our thing, my so.
0: father, my father was
1: barely supportive of my sci-fi interests. <laughs> <laughs> Mine wasn't particularly supportive of it either, but he wasn't exactly anti. So, so I'll uh, take. You'll take it. Yeah, I think yeah. he's watched. I think he's watched more sci-fi. As he got older and realized that it wasn't just for nerds anymore,
0: <laughs> that or or you know the testosterone kind of
1: petered out. Could be both. Bullshit! I I was in the army, full of testosterone in a in in a war zone, and I shit you not, I was neck deep in sci-fi. So don't you don't you give me that bullshit? Not,
0: I'm not. I'm not.
1: Beta male.
0: <laughs> hey, fuck that! I'm over here looking at snowflakes, going, "Fuck you guys, just, just stop."
1: What? And I'm over here shoveling snowflakes because it's fucking cold. So just yeah, it that. is. Yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> it got Fair down enough. to fifty-six degrees here, man. I tell you. <laughs> First, shut the fuck
1: up. Second, we need to get started. All right. Why don't you introduce us to this week's topic? Well, this week's topic, we're going to discuss Freud and why it did enough cocaine to kill a small horse. Boom. Robin Williams. Oh, Two- thank you. Such <laughs> you mentioned Goodwill hunting. <laughs> that was such a Robin Williams laugh.
0: I told you that I was in Tahoe when he was there to do his live stand-up
1: and I didn't go, right? N- no, but one, shame on you. Two, I just missed uh, one of his USO tours in the, in the Middle East that I would have, had I not, war- you know, would have not constituted as a wall. tried to stick around uh, for it <laughs> rather than slide over the border from to Kuwait and to Iraq.
0: Oh, man.
1: Oh, man. Th- that being said, Nanu, Nanu, oh, man. man. In sci-fi history, <laughs> he was anyway, supposed to be in a Star Trek episode. He was supposed to be in a Star Trek episode.
0: Is it a matter of time or?
1: Was he was episode?
0: supposed to be,
1: yeah, Rasmussen.
0: Yeah, the character was named Rasmussen, right? Yes, that's it's actually that's literally the episode that I'm on in Netflix right now. That's the last episode. I'm in the middle of that one.
1: Matt Frewer was not was not a bad get because he actually had. Some weird sci-fi cred from the 80s with this Max Headroom shit.
0: Yeah. Oh, and he also was, um, gosh, he played he played the bad guy in Generation X, the, the pilot episode for the X-Men series that was going to be on Fox back in 1996. Do mm. you remember that? No. But it was way too expensive. They had Jubilee, they had Banshee. Like, and they were going to be at the at, at um, the School for Gifted Children. Mm. He was also the bad guy in The Librarians. Oh, I thought you see The Librarians is a show that I really got to get into. Because uh, I know, I know. Uh, Bruce Campbell was in it. That's a show, that's an irrelevant Bruce Campbell?
1: Show. No, I don't think so.
0: He was. He played Santa Claus.
1: Okay, fair enough. Like a, so it was a guest starring role. Got it. It was a
0: guest starring role. He played many versions of Santa Claus. So, or something I like
1: not I didn't even see all the series. I got into it a little, but then I got sidetracked with probably war. Uh, so probably <laughs> war. <laughs> war
0: or something. <laughs> war or
1: preparing for
0: war. So we'll go with that. Combat, maybe active duty, something. I don't know you
1: know life gets in the way so anyway so we we took a break last week um we had started off with great sci-fi scores which we had quite a few like back to the future uh we talked about things like uh firefly and Mm -hmm. briscoe county We, we we went back over some of the ones we we had discussed uh, Briscoe um, County is a good one, by the way. Yes. And just so you know, when I mentioned to uh, my darling bride, who, by the way, also was like, oh, you guys were doing scores? Did you do, you know, I don't know if it's really sci-fi, but did you do Jack of all trades? Because that's a great one. Yeah! <laughs> I was like, I think we've done it in two separate episodes.
0: DT, I, I, I have not said this to you. In any outright way, I've always implied it, but you married a good one.
2: <laughs> Agreed. Goddamn!
0: Some
1: of the he, earliest things he's we right discussed are with you was she was a huge fan of The Simpsons and The A Team. I was like, "Ooh, this one's a keeper."
0: One. <laughs> this, is, this is something I need to read. You know, really hold on to. <laughs> yes. So I, I mean someone I think I said
1: something my apologies yes true <laughs> someone someone very special but here's the fun thing man so yeah. we did some pretty interesting ones and of course obviously we we devoted ourselves as John Williams disciples big fans of the man Indiana Jones <laughs> yep uh but today I think and of course jaws amongst things like the olympics and I think probably E.T. He did a shitload. We'll, we'll admit it. We did a shitload. But he also has some strong sci-fi cred with all the ones he's done, which includes probably one of his most famous, the theme to Star Wars. And last week, folks, while we kind of threw some things out left and right, you notice we glaringly omitted discussing <laughs> the two major franchises. We really
0: did. We didn't even agree on that either. That was just something we didn't do.
1: Well, we knew just like we avoided talking about the Enterprises too much in the first episode Uh of our major of our capital ship discussion because it really they really warranted its own its own ship uh its own show. So this one is part two of our great sci-fi scores where we tackle ooh Battlestar Galactica. Uh
0: This sounds different.
1: It's electronic. It's the electronic version.
2: My oh my friends, god.
1: My friends, can I tell you?
0: Here we go. London Symphony Orchestra.
1: Better. Yeah,
0: can I say it? there's a part. There's a part in the theme I used to have the LP. Dude,
1: You got to turn it off to speak. Oh, I'm sorry. All
0: right. Anyway, I, 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 folks, I don't have my original microphone. I'm sorry. I don't know. I upgraded to Windows 11 and my USB microphone I think is not working.
1: Well, oh. then what you have is a
0: microphoney. Yeah, I do. Uh, anyway. Um, I will say this. I had an LP of the original Star Star Wars uh, recording. Ooh, an actual
1: I had. vinyl?
0: Yeah, actual vinyl. I don't have it anymore. Ooh. It I got locked in all the divorces and all the moves. Um, but there's a point in that theme where it's like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. It's just like,
1: I think that's towards the end
0: It is near the end It's just like really forceful And like I said, I am a sucker for horns. Was this your choice for the first mention?
1: It wasn't, but damn if it's not a good one I think we're going to have to start with wars and move to trick uh, honestly, I oh, okay. Arguably okay. one of the greatest and most recognizable scores in movie history. Yep.
0: Again, and I I did we talk about the Superman theme song?
1: We did, which is did. such a good one.
0: It's it's right up there, it, and again, I think that John Williams was influenced by the Star Wars theme when he did Superman. Like it, it was it, still top in his mind, trying to make this over the top.
1: They, <sighs> they were both around the same time, too, like the late was it 70s. 79,
0: 79 or 78 that
1: Superman came out, and they it was 78. So. so
0: now I got to look it up.
1: But Shoot. you're right. I, but we identified, even in Indiana Jones, they have some beats that you can pick out. Not that the scores were identical. No. He didn't because, play Drive
0: himself or anything.
1: No, but you can definitely tell he has a style with some of these.
0: 78. Spider-Man came... Oh,
1: spider Superman
0: came out in 78, and Star Wars, obviously, 77. So, you, you can see... So, they were so close together, you can
1: see that he was kind of in his own, like... And what major. was Raiders, like, 81 or something like that? Raiders was 81. So, so there, there you go, in that four-year window... He has huge success. Yeah. Hugely popular scores. I think they did something uh, like five years ago or something like that. It was the Capital Fourth, right, on PBS. Yeah. Fourth of July. And I want to say it was like some form of anniversary or maybe it was like his – maybe it was for his uh, – Seventy fifth birthday or something like that, and they just did a a montage or eighty fifth birthday. That might have been it, because it was only like four or five years ago. But it was just all of these different songs that he did, done, and it's just, mm-hmm. I mean, it, they're just so good.
0: Did I tell you that I had the privilege of seeing him in concert at the Hollywood? We, Bowl?
1: you did last week.
0: Well, it's so nice. I'm going to say it again. It was so great.
1: <laughs> he rose to fame as conductor of what? Boston Pops. Boston Pops. Boston Pops.
0: Boom. And he's come back. He's come back to the Boston Pops occasionally, which has That's been nice. Not big, lately, but.
1: Big names always come back to the Boston Pops. They always have Uh-oh. great guest conductors.
0: I love the but. In my opinion, Boston Pops is probably the greatest philharmonic in in all the world. Agreed. Sure. Followed quickly behind the Prague Symphony Orchestra.
1: London's pretty damn good too.
0: London is fantastic. Don't get me wrong, mm. but mm, that hometown but, flavor, man.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> the Boston Pops are wicked good. <laughs> pretty wicked, fucking pissa. <laughs> <laughs> now, so the oh, it, every time you sit in that seat in the movies, and that theme just bursts because it it unlike Superman or Indiana Jones, where it kind of has that little kind of lower intro before it. But Indiana Jones had Paramount, and then basically it's like an explosion of music. There's, yeah. no, sl- There's no slow build up. There's a boom, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and and that big explosion is where the you first see the the the, the Star Wars. Mhm. And then, it, you know, it's zooming back, the big bright letters and zooming back before it starts just building. And then you see the slanted crawl and you can picture it in your mind every time you hear that theme.
0: Yes. And actually, I remember being affected by that as a young lad on VHS. Like it, That was, was still something that I had never seen
1: It was it great It was great Yeah it was But I promise you 10 years of being a kid And watching this stuff And then in the late 90s They go George Lucas Is redoing all of his origins, Oh
0: my god yeah The
1: special editions. You and I saw all movie.
0: three of them again
1: <clears throat> I, Yeah did we go together Yeah we did so, what
0: the hell, man? What the hell?
1: Well, because I had some like I I thought I went. Yeah, did James Freeman come with us?
0: No, Mr.
1: Nelson did. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Friends, there there were others very much like us. But you named
0: someone with their full name. I didn't. <laughs> well.
1: I guess we know when editing is coming.
0: That's a, that's, no, I'm not going to get into that. That's a pretty common name. So, but I'm not going to mention it again.
1: Well, we, we we do have a couple of uh, friends who kind of hung on this nerd nerdvana with us. We might
0: You we might welcome a few others down the line, by the way. And
1: so, we sure as hell have over the years. But I remember going, oh, shit. I have seen... These movies dozens of times but I didn't get to see them I was you know one I wasn't born when the first came out I yeah. may not have even been essentially born when the second came out and I was three when the first came out when the third came out Yep. and I actually think my parents went to see the movie and took me with them as a little kid <laughs> You were too young,
2: <laughs> but I didn't remember
1: it, and yeah. you know, so you hear, you know, some of the older group. Oh, it was so cool seeing the movies the first th- the first time. Well, I couldn't get that new feeling back, but the feeling of sitting there in the theater, huge big screen, yeah. and then hearing John when John Williams theme blew out it was like the experience was brand new again. Yes. The theme
0: for new things in there too.
1: Even though it was a movie we'd seen over and over and over again. Yes, with a few re-edited in scenes or, you know, some better special effects or, or whatever. Yes, there was a few of that here and there. But the main theme just blaring on the screen, and it just hooks you right from the get-go. On the big screen, you are riveted. Yep. You know, when I first went to see The Phantom Menace, it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. (laughs) Because it was brand-new Star Wars that I got to see. Finally,
0: some new Star Wars.
1: Awesome. Through the whole movie, it was awesome. I saw
0: that at the 11 p.m. showing on a Thursday night
1: in I, high school i think i, I was, was in at high a, school i think i was at a track meet uh when it actually opened uh like an invitation oh
0: so really I,
1: think I had to go like the next weekend well it came in
0: still... oh yeah it was may 99 so you're still in high school then so there you are <laughs> yeah
1: but it was still pretty fucking awesome mm-hmm. and but it, it was more than just the movie that music permeated everything Mm-hmm. Leia's theme, the oh, oh the throne room theme? theme. I love the throne room theme, at, theme yeah. at the end. Yeah, you know that very kind of martial but almost hopeful <laughs> sound as they march, and you can almost hear Chewie screaming in the background that forces everybody to face yep. inward. Yeah, it was great. Chewie makes a pretty fucking good sergeant major.
0: <laughs> did you ever see did you ever see the video of John Williams changes everything where they take out his music in the throne room scene and there's just no music and it's just sound effects
1: yeah and and it's
0: clap, you know the 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 steps and there's a couple of people coughing <coughs>
1: it's lame <laughs>
0: yeah it's great
1: i know so john hilarious. <laughs> williams music is as important to not only this franchise but the other franchises he scored as oh, any of the actors as any other creators he is as much a without John Williams Star Wars isn't Star Wars that wow. music is amazing I would
0: argue I would argue John Williams actually makes those franchises he makes Superman he makes Star Wars he makes Indiana Jones.
1: He didn't make Superman. Remember, that was a pre-existing IP.
0: No, I understand, but he made Superman. I know, but still, that music was going to
1: sell because it was Superman. Star Mm -hmm, Wars and Indiana Jones. Star Wars and Indiana Jones.
0: Independent IP. I get it. I understand. But even now, we still hear the Superman theme. We heard it. We heard it
1: in the Justice League movie. It's they sampled left. it. They, they sampled it in because... the Crisis crossover in the Arrowverse.
0: Yes, exactly. It's that big. It's that important. More than four years later, like so, I would still argue that he is—he's Superman—is just indelibly tied to that theme.
1: It is, uh, and he. But, you know, and Williams or variations of his work has been used in so many of the Star Wars properties like. The Imperial March. Oh, my God. Possibly the second most iconic piece of music in Star Wars. Which is arguably
0: was was also sampled by. um, A late 90s. uh, Top 40 band.
1: Yes, I seem to recall that. It was weird, but... You, br- you a, brought
0: it up. You brought it up to me. I years
1: ago. Yeah, it was like, this sounds like the Imperial March. Am I a huge nerd? Or Is this not the Imperial dun, March?
0: Dun, 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 dun. Oh, God, what was the song?
1: It was so pointless. It was almost techno-ish.
0: I feel like it was in this I feel like it was in the soundtrack for um, Dangerous Liaisons.
1: Needless to say,
0: i got to look it up now. The
1: Imperial March has been used in other movies to show the entrance of a bad guy yep. or some badass.
0: Well, that's how we that's how we were greeted with Darth Vader.
1: Bum, uh, bum, no, bum. In Empire. It was no, not really. The, it was not. A, it was new for Empire. It did not show up, which kind of makes, so makes sense because it is that much darker a movie.
2: It
1: was yes. So I think that almost should have given us a tip from the get go. This may not go well for our friends.
0: I almost have to. I almost have to go back and rewatch A New Hope.
1: <laughs> the Imperial March the is not is... at all in A New Hope. Now we had some wonderful themes throughout the the original trilogy, definitely. Now I, I need to ask you a Star Wars question, one that is very divisive.
0: I'll give you the best answer I can, probably not right though.
1: Are in Return of the Jedi, are you a fan of the original Yub Nub or the victory celebration music?
0: I love both.
1: Well, the original Yub Nub was definitely uh, I got I... <laughs> it was definitely a product of its time. And I have a that,
0: certain, yeah, it, I have a certain Mandela effect when it comes to this. So let me it, explain.
1: It's obviously a nostalgia thing because that's the first one we ever heard, right?
0: Yes. Well, no, but here, here's where my Mandela effect comes in. So are you aware what the Mandela effect is?
1: Uh, yes. It's uh, Isn't it something along the lines of you remember something, but it's not quite accurate?
0: It's like, a lot of people remember a pop culture reference
1: Incorrect. Right. But they Be think that it is scotting. correct.
0: Their entire, yeah, so their entire reality changes when they realize what really happened. So people, a lot of people thought Nelson Mandela died in prison, and they freaked the hell out, like, in 2011 or 2004 or something, when they found out he didn't. Same with the movie uh, Kazam. Or was it, was it Shazam? Like the genie movie starring Sinbad, which never no, existed. No, not Sinbad. It was starring. It was Shazam. The movie,
1: O'Neal.
0: Yeah, supposedly it was Shazam, the genie movie that Kazam. was that star. No, 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 no. This is what I'm saying. The movie that never existed was a genie movie named Shazam, starring Sinbad, <laughs> that a lot of people thought existed, but never happened. That's the Mandela effect. Now, my Mandela effect was I remember watching Return of the Jedi with my grandfather in 1986 after I've already watched the Ewoks cartoon. Mm. So I didn't know that the Ewoks showed up in Return of the Jedi or that they were involved in the Star Wars universe in any way, shape or form. Until that movie. And I'm sitting here, my mind is blown. I'm going, That's wicket. That's that guy. That's that guy. That's the sorcerer. That's this guy. And at and then at the end, when they played the Nub song, I'm like, Oh, that's the Ewoks theme song. Now, I've gone back to the Ewoks cartoon since it's been available on Disney Plus. And it's not on there. The theme song is
1: completely
0: different from Yub-Dub.
1: Yeah, it's just very. Uh, it's I think terrible. I had.
0: We are the Ewoks. It's it's horrible. Have
1: you have you heard it? I can't, uh, let me play. No nah, no 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 no. I'm good. I've watched it <laughs> relatively recently. It's uh, a terrible
0: theme song. It's horrible.
1: I, you know, it's not great, but I do like that they dropped Ewoks and droids and the original appearance of Boba Fett from the you shall not mention holiday special. Yes. And some yes. of those old things like the Ewok adventures in like whatever it was like dis and like um, Star Wars classics or something like that.
0: Yeah, uh, legacy or something. Yeah, and, uh, maybe that might may that might be. And, and I'm glad.
1: But I think that was awesome because there's people who just haven't quite appreciated the bizarreness that was non-connected. Uh, Star Wars stuff (laughs) from the 80s when everybody was trying to get their hands on it.
0: So anyway, this entire time I'm growing up loving the Yub Nub song, thinking that, oh, that's the theme song to the Ewoks cartoon that I used to love. And then I find out that that's not in... And then then when the new theme song comes out in 97, I'm like, oh, that's nice too. Kind of miss Yub Nub, but I understand why they changed it.
1: I don't miss Yub Yubnub much, but I I, th- I
0: had a nostalgic feeling for Yubnub because it brought me, me back to loving the Ewoks cartoon that never had a connection to.
1: Well, I don't get me wrong. I <laughs> I liked oh. I liked Yubnub. It had its fun. It had its charm. And of course, I actually I I've heard that I'm in the minority on this one. I like the other one because yes the celebration does I love you has the, the victory celebration theme that kind of has a native-ish sounding theme underlying but then it also builds to when they show you the footage of uh Tatooine mm-hmm. and Bespin and Coruscant. It's an and all-encompassing Nib- theme. And Naboo, yes. Um, but, I, but I also think it's very pretty.
0: Yes, it's very pretty, it's calming. Did it, John Williams compose that? Do I we know? he
1: did. <clears throat> I actually think
0: he did Yubnub yes, too. I would think he did Yubnub, but well, uh, I'm uh, pretty sure he kudos composed it all.
1: I do, I do like it. I think Victory celebration, which is the name of the re, uh, recomposed ending. I think it's prettier. I think it's more fitting. I agree. I I, I think Yub Nub was probably would better would have been better suited for when they decided not to eat Han and Leia or yeah. Han and Chewie yeah. and Luke, and then they kind of have that little hey we're not going to eat you anymore party.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh-huh. And, you know, we can talk about in defense of Ewoks later at another time, but yeah. those were badass MFers, man.
1: They um. were. But <laughs> the music, and they had their own theme, too, is a very d- dangerously playful theme.
0: Yes. Dun, dun, uh, dun, dun, uh, dun, exactly.
1: Uh, so they had a good one. You had oh, the Duel of the Fates, from uh phantom, the phantom menace. menace might that actually, actually be the best part of the phantom menace
0: that was actually and, a request and, on total request live on mtv
1: do not take this as a as me totally shitting on the phantom menace it's just that iconic that they almost named a star wars movie after it hmm the the original oh, name for Oh, I'm sorry, Colin you're right. Trevor uh, abandoned ninth, you know, episode 9 was supposed to be called Duel of the Fates or something duel like that. Duel
0: of the Fates. you kept saying duel You're saying Phantom Menace. I'm like but I'm hearing it. I forgot that it was Duel of the Fates in my head. Yeah. So, you're right. And Colin Trevorose, have have
1: you seen the the concept art was yeah. fucking well, have you awesome.
0: seen the, have you seen the concept outline for what that movie was
1: i've I've heard some of it, yeah, that sounds like it would have been a much better movie
0: much more fulfilling to be honest with you know, well whatever you know,
1: well, there weren't you know you can take parts of these movies and enjoy them, you know, but anyway, the music <laughs> the music overall was. Really good in the original trilogy, the fight, the music that accompanied the fight scene with Luke and Anakin or Obi Wan and Anakin was very good. On Mustafar, that kind of had a vibe of duel of so, Fates in it. Well, that too. that
0: brought everything back, and then it right. brought it into the future.
1: You know, right? So obviously, legendary scores, and of course. It was weird not hearing it while watching Rogue One. Although the music in Rogue One was very good, but I can't place anything because my mind is so Star Wars that it it the music for that and Solo were not done by John Williams.
0: And there's nothing distinctive about John Williams either. All I can think about is the the, the song "Sabotage" by the Beastie Boys because someone overlaid the the Solo trailer With that song, which was awesome, by the way.
1: Now, I'm going to dive into the official canon series, okay, of Star Wars, the canon TV shows. I liked the Clone Wars more militant version of the theme. Yeah the okay. uh, what, what is it a galaxy divided I think is what they called it
0: something like that
1: but it has big war drums in the background yeah
0: yeah it was very World War II esky
1: yes it was well I mean and it started with essentially a newsreel which is very World War II
2: <laughs>
1: which I I liked that I thought that was a great intro I actually liked that version of the theme song. Very much. Um, again, it's very militant. It kind of has a darker, more. More chaotic tone, it's very or maybe not so much chaotic, but. It describes the the strife of the galaxy so much in that where. The original theme has a lot more hope in it, just a much uh, darker theme. I don't know it that one was definitely a theme and it's it's really just kind of a bit of a reimagined version of the uh, particular intro of the John Williams Star Wars theme. I've enjoyed it very much. And of course, Rebels also has this little (laughs) Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, and it's really Real just a stinger. stinger, yeah, right? It's just a stinger, but I kind of like it. And of course, both it and Star Wars or and uh, Clone Wars are basically, you just take chunks of the original theme and kind of carve it out a little bit,
0: yeah. I am surprisingly, I look back upon 2012, 2014 with a shocking amount of um, shame Mm. due to a lack of knowledge of the Star Wars universe at that point.
1: You should have a lot of shame. And in fact, I'm ashamed of you right now.
0: All I'm saying is I didn't watch. I watched exactly one episode of The Clone Wars by 2008. By 2012, I mean, exactly one, um, which was OK, but, you know, I, I, it didn't it didn't grab my interest. And, and again, I didn't know when they were airing them all. And then and there was no way to go back and watch them either. This is before On Demand. So. Mm,
1: yes. Reruns.
0: Yeah, it was all just in reruns and it's just catch as catch can with, you know, Cartoon Network. So um, when Rebels came out, we started watching that a little bit on the Disney Channel or Disney XD or or whatnot. We saw the pilot. That was fun. And I thought that was neat. You know, it's a good tie-in and everything. But then I felt it was going to get gimmicky with showing R2-D2 and C-3PO. I didn't realize the Dave
1: Filoni universe at that point. You know, so... And, you know what, I felt the same way because it looked like it was aimed more at kids. And the first season kind of was. There was a few throw-ins like uh, you had, you know, C-3PO and R2-D2 show up. But it was, it seemed like it was aimed at a younger crowd. Yeah. But then in like starting particularly at the end, into season, the yeah. end of season one got got kind of juicy. Season two really took a a deep well, we turn. We saw
0: Ahsoka at the end of season one, didn't we?
1: Right, and then you see Ahsoka, you see Rex come back. You have we, see a a
0: new, we see a new. We see a new. What is it called? Um, the, the, no, we saw uh, Sarah Michelle Geller played one of the
1: Inquisitors.
0: Um, Inquisitors. We saw a new Inquisitor. Right. We, that my son fought, her against,
1: husband my son fought Chan. against
0: her in in uh, Disneyland back in twenty sixteen. That was awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but you have that and you have um but that you you also had a, an appearance by uh appearances by well you had an appearance by Princess Leia, not Carrie Fisher. Lando Calrissian, that was Billy D. This is great having Billy D. Williams back. Um, you get uh, uh Forrest Whitaker coming back as um uh, oh,
0: yeah Saw
1: so yeah, later and later into the uh into the show, there's a lot of tiebacks to the Clone Wars, but you also get ties between the prequel and the the original trilogies, but the music was good. It was better in the Clone Wars. That's my opinion. The theme was stronger because it was actually a theme. Yes. Yeah. But if we're going to talk about Star Wars television. Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett had incredible themes.
2: Hmm. I didn't, See, I,
1: your
0: thought of the use of incredible is different than my thought of the use of incredible. Dude, I liked it. I thought it was effective. I felt that it fit the theme for the Mandalorian. I, I felt that Boba Fett felt uh, you know fit the theme. I did not feel a grandioseness of incredibility.
1: No, it wasn't grandiose, but it was there was a grittiness to the Mandalorian theme. It was it was definitely out there it was not like anything we'd heard before
0: no that's true
1: it ludwig Gorenson is that i, I mean, think so
0: i'm going to defer to your judgment on that one. Was I, I believe so, so good
1: you know you have that like the almost like a like a little like whistle in the mandalorian mm-hmm. that almost sounds like the background of a of a um, showdown yep like a gunslinger and it, and it, then it does go to horns and stuff at the end, by the way. If you listen to oh, yeah. it, uh, you get your horn, you get your horns in, man. What I like, <laughs> but it, it gave you a very Western vibe. Yes. Yeah. Like the good, bad, and the ugly kind of Western vibe. Like a, almost, there's a very spaghetti Western vibe.
0: Yeah. No, no, I, I, I'm there. I'm there with you.
1: And it was just so much different than what we were used to from any of the other movies or shows. <laughs> very, very much like something from like a late 60s, early 70s, even not a Spaghetti Western, just a Western, you know, a kind of bleak, desert, hot, squinty eye kind of thing. That's what they had, and I enjoyed that. And then the Book of Boba Fett had... Um, like almost like a a chant in there, which of course I think is a bit of a nod to, to Moira Morrison and his Maori uh, Maori excuse me Haka Maori ancestry and his and his Haka ancestry. Mm-hmm. Oh, it it was very much you could feel the power there.
0: Yes, and, it and was, I did like that. I found that I found that. We're talking now what are we talking about? Are we talking about best scores or just good scores? Because we're you're I, not gonna see Mandalorian and Boba Fett on the, the Pantheon uh, you know uh altar of all time good scores.
1: You're not no man, and and I think of twenty first century theme songs for a TV show, they gotta be up there as extremely recognizable and different.
0: Uh, but but then again, there's uh, they they have it. But is it that much more recognizable than Star Wars versus Star Trek?
1: Well, look, I mean, it's different. And I'm talking getting, the
0: Jerry Goldsmith Star Trek. But, but we're not, getting
1: we're getting into the theme songs of TV shows now versus big bombastic movie scores, right? Right. So I now, I just I take a, a I really enjoy them. I think they're. There's, uh, they're very different, but they also they very, they very fit, if not the actor, because I think the Book of Boba Fett theme fit, fits the actor maybe more than the show, whereas I think that the Mandalorian theme fits the theme of the show.
0: You're not going to get an, argu- an argument from me about that, no.
1: That's all many. I'm saying, man. I'm not okay. saying they're the greatest... I'm not saying they're going to stand alone right next to the, you know, the Star Wars theme, but I'm saying it's impactful in and of itself.
0: Right. Okay. Well, I can accept that. I can accept that. Um, This has been a very Star Wars centric thing. Shall we talk about the original series, the original series motion picture, Star Trek?
1: We need to dive into Star Trek because... And
0: Jerry Goldsmith.
1: The original... You know, the whole... Like... Vocalization. I just... I never loved that. It is iconic, though. But the... I mean, that that is so iconic that... But no
0: that's from the 60s TV show. Right. That's from like. I Which, know, you're I right. I,
1: I, I, I didn't love the 60s theme, but the intro, the da da da, has been so iconic that you hear it in The Next Generation. It's part of the. Sorry. You get it as part of The Next Generation theme, starts with that. You hear samples of it in. Picard's theme and in Discovery's theme at the very end. Ooh. This is from the motion picture, isn't it? A theme used in not one but two movies. Yes, it was in Star Trek, the motion picture, and Star Trek Five. All oh, right, turn it off and
0: stop being a schmuck. <laughs> it was in First Contact in the closing in the closing theme. It was in uh, Insurrection in the closing theme, and it was okay, in Okay,
1: okay, okay. No, no, no. It stop. It was in stop. Nemesis
0: in the closing stop. theme. Stop.
1: I'm talking about the actual opening score of Oh two- no, no
0: no 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 no. Those three movies went ahead and went back to their roots. Stop. You to
1: use, to you're use getting, the of credit.
0: Track.
1: No, what I said was it, it was, was the opening theme movies. of two movies.
0: Right, because well it was only in two movies because Shannon ran out of money.
1: But which I didn't mind because it's a great theme.
0: It is a great theme, and then it was which later is why
1: they reused it for the next generation, which right. they modernized it just a tad. They they televised it a little, mm-hmm. which in and of itself is also extremely potent. It's pretty and,
0: amazing how much depth the sound is in the motion picture recording, though. There's so well, much. I'm depth sure it was that much bigger. That are,
1: I'm sure it was a bigger orchestra.
0: Yes. Had to be. Well, I'm talking about the depth of sound from high to low and just, it, oh, God, it right. gives me bumps.
1: Which is why the Next Generation theme song is not an exact replica, but it's close. It's probably about 80%. Yes. And you, you can't tell me when the Titan arrives at the end of. Lower decks. That when the theme song comes in, the hair on your arms just didn't stand up just a little. I
0: have to rewatch it. I again, I am supportive of your view that it is one of the most Star Trek moments ever. But I for, I, don't, I don't remember the theme playing
1: that at the time. Just rewatch it. It's like a minute and a half clip. I know it's not long. I, I, I rewatch that when I when I'm in a bad mood. It's it is a really it's a really good one. Because the Titan looks so good.
0: Ah, uh, it does. It does. And it's nice to see Riker in a command position and Troy and Oh, they didn't screw up everything, but they screwed up a whole lot. But Ooh. not that
1: Lower Deck? Paramount Plus. Paramount oh, well, plus. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Let oh. me tell you, my friend. The next generation theme, the what is it, Dennis? What um Jerry Goldsmith that Dennis McCarthy worked on for The the Next Generation. That theme and maybe the theme from the original series are about as iconic as Star Trek themes go.
0: So here's my question to you. Because Dennis McCarthy was the primary composer for Star Trek The Next Generation TV show, right? Uh-huh. You are, you are well versed. You probably have a doctorate in music at that level,
1: right? TV music, maybe.
0: No, uh, no, you probably do. I mean, you you probably do. And here's my question: I can understand being on a TV show. You have a certain number of musicians that you have to work with. You have a certain amount of time to actually compose something. He was given the keys to be able to compose the movie Generations. The first movie that he was ever going to do, I think. Mm-hmm. Let's just go with that. Maybe he you know, had a couple other little budgets. But this is the first big budget movie. Bigger budget, anyway. And it was just typical strings from the TV show. With a couple of, like... Couple, you know, you pull back, you know, you got some tension strings going that you didn't hear before. And Did dun, it not
1: have enough horn dun, for dun, you? Dun,
0: it had no horn,
1: had no horn I whatsoever. See, and this is why he didn't like it, folks. <laughs> not a, it wasn't horny enough for him.
0: Okay, hold on. You know, and there were some beautiful parts to generations the the soundtrack. I just, I I I feel like it was a missed opportunity for Dennis McCarthy because he's a great composer.
1: Well, really well. Generations, I think uh, the ending theme wasn't it. That was better,
0: but it wasn't in the movie. Like it wasn't part of the actual. uh, Oh no, that's not true. Um, it was in the movie. It was when uh, Picard first met kirk and they were out riding and right.
1: i have this downloaded i don't understand why I'm i I making... used to have this soundtrack actually i still have i have the soundtrack it, uh, it, uh, the the it's i think that one that they used to close it to the full version that was a little bit more bombastic
0: yeah okay i'm gonna be quiet
1: was this the end theme uh, I
0: can't I, I can't tell there's some horns in it though there's a lot of horn in it no yes there is here.
1: This is a better theme.
0: There. I love that part. Wait for it. It's coming and, back to you, isn't it?
1: And, it? and it does come back to the dun-dun-dun at, at some point.
0: Yeah, it, he, he does hide it. Okay, maybe I'm being a little tough on Dennis McCarthy cuz that was actually awesome and I do remember listening to it now.
1: But that was the that was the end theme, right? Basically, yeah. So, all right. Like when we flipped our themes and had a and and put a new one in and put the other one at the end, I think they could have flopped the themes. Now, of the movies, obviously we know that one and 5 have basically the same thing. Yep. Two had a very uh, World War II submarine warfare oh, theme, which was very good. Um,
0: Shoot, I mean, how would you rate? How would you rate Ratha Khan soundtrack? Very good.
1: Three, I don't even remember three.
0: It's un uh, it's it's unrememorable.
1: It's it's a bit understated. Four was fun, but so was the movie. I enjoyed four Star Trek four. Oh yeah,
0: hold on. Let's see. Surprise attack. I think this is it right here. This is Star Trek two. I have no control over where I can do this. Wait.
1: It has a very ominous theme. No,
0: but there's a Federation theme coming in real soon.
1: Nope, it's not. That must be from another...
0: Here we go, here we go.
1: This is a good one. This, this is one. the theme for Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Game Corner. He was always very good. A master. Okay. That's good. Four okay. I always enjoyed. Four was fun. Actually, four, I think Four was always going to be lighthearted. I think six was the most ominous sounding score. Uh, I, I'm not going to argue with that. Probably. Now.
0: Because it was a mystery, it was a who done so it. So I had to create tension throughout most of that movie.
1: Six was one of the uh, with the even numbered Star Treks. In the original six were not as strong. the The even number ones were the best. The odd numbers were at up and down at times.
0: I I've, did that. It was a mystery who done it, though.
1: Right. Yes, you're right.
0: And it, the th- changed, it changed genres a little bit there.
1: It did. But I also think that you get strong themes with also the better movies, with the exception of Motion Picture, which I think, and while it wasn't a bad movie, it was very much like a, an expanded Star Trek episode.
0: It was a boring movie, let's be
1: honest. It was boring. Yeah, but it wasn't bad. It
0: wasn't bad, it was boring.
1: Right. But it had a, it had probably the most recognizable theme. Great. Gorgeous. Generations had some good music. First Contact easily had the best.
0: Of oh, the TNG.
1: Oh, yes. That shall I do almost shall I play haunting it? melody. Shall I play it? No, because we need to. I think we were to the played, shows we
0: played it last time. anyway. yes,
1: it's it's a beautiful melody, which is kind of funny considering how dark first contact got
0: pretty damn dark.
1: Which, by the way, like the uh, like My Star Lieutenant Wars Hawk. has the Imperial March.
0: My Lieutenant Hawk was assimilated, man. I liked yeah. Lieutenant Hawk a lot. It no, had the, re- it had the Imperial March.
1: No, but what, like Star Trek has the Imperial March, Star Wars has the Imperial March, Star Trek has the Klingon music. Oh,
0: yeah, it brought it back. Because
1: that was from the, uh, the original uh, series and it showed up several times in the movies. Well, but that then very it cool. was coming back. Yes, but then it was used for Worf with the Defiant, which I yep. thought that was pretty good because they we I, had I don't,
0: never heard that theme with Worf at all. We, until yeah. that it was, it was really cool seeing that being brought in. It's like, wow, this really is a bigger universe. This is great. And yes. every fan in that theater heard that and went, Yes.
1: <laughs> it was like from the original series movies. Uh-huh. Next gen character on the Deep Space Nine ship. Oh, yep. and by the way, I did three th- different series. I just learned this. The Helmsman. Is Adam Scott? From Adam like, Scott from like Parks and Rec. Step are you Brothers. kidding me? I didn't know that. I mean, oh it was god. so he dark. Did. He said
0: shields and uh, uh, he said shields and weapons are gone. That's right. He did say that. It's the
1: Enterprise.
0: Yeah. He's on. He's on the trailer. That's Adam Scott. I for, Oh my god.
1: I didn't even know that. But he's, he's also a huge Star Wars nerd, too. So he's a he big have, sci-fi nerd. He must have been like 15 years old at the time. <laughs> Younger uh, than us. He's older than us. <laughs> uh, anyway. But still. That had a great theme. The other two were... eh. But when it comes to the theme songs of the TV shows... We've already said how much we love The Next Generation. Which might be the best theme song of the tv shows
0: yes shall we bring up the alternative theme song that was going to be played
1: is it please tell me it's an 80s power ballad please tell oh my god hold on original tng
0: theme here we go and sound. Download the nope, that's uh, you know, that's an ad. So we're just gonna turn that down. And I miss the Wild West of days. All right. So typical en- entrance.
1: I do love that. It's so this is
0: good. TOS.
1: Here we go. Galaxy Quest?
0: <laughs> it's very Galaxy Quest. Oh, this is real. I. This is real, but no, this is... This is seriously, this was the TNG theme.
1: Hmm. I wonder why they very... didn't do it.
0: Orville-wise, Galaxy Quest-wise, absolutely.
1: Not it it, it, it sounds like the Orville making sweet love to Galaxy Quest.
0: It does. That's exactly it. That's exactly it.
1: While watching uh, while watching the motion picture.
0: Yeah. By the way, did you see the Orville tease?
1: It has Bruce Boxleitner in it.
0: You Well, you saw the picture, yeah. But did you see the, the, the trailer tease?
1: Not yet. Uh, I shall have to watch it. You do. You need to see it. All right. The Kalons yeah. are uh, afoot. Ah. Uh. They're like the Borg and the Romulans combined. Very much so. So, getting back to it. Deep Space Nine. Meh. What did you prefer? The original, more haunting version, or the jazzy, we've got the Defiant version?
0: If I chose between the two, I would choose the second.
1: It did add more. There was more to it.
0: Yeah. Voyager's... I found, I found the D Space Nine theme to be underwhelming. Voyager's theme, a little bit better, but still underwhelming as Voyager's
1: well. Voyager's theme was kind of understated, but it almost gave you that lost in space, that into the unknown. It did. But the Next Generation so, definitely gave you that we're the big ship, we're the flagship of the Federation.
0: Only because... They used a motion picture caliber composer's work.
1: (laughs) Now, I'm going to take an probably unpopular view. I like the Enterprise theme song.
0: I love it. I love the Enterprise theme song.
1: I do. And Archer's theme is pretty. Yes. But, da, 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 which they played when they introduced the Archer.
2: Yep, and Bay they
1: the in Discovery. Yep. But I do like where my heart will take me. I know it's it's kind of divisive. The the and, and I actually prefer the original version, not the <laughs> hey we're trying, not the little yeah, jazz no, version, not
0: the, not, not the jazzed up version. I like the original version a lot better. I did feel like it fell into the proper theme. There is no star there's no federation. There's no um
1: right. It feels like before no Prime
0: Directive. Yeah. Like we're we're writing our own rules right now.
1: And, and I know some people got pissed when they finally put Star Trek back in the title.
0: Yeah. I I didn't like the idea of them putting Star Trek back in the title. You
1: you want to know what makes sense to me though? Is that they, they jazzed it up, they put the title back in. As it was starting to move towards more familiar territory for us. As I started. You know, if they had dropped Star Trek in it in season four, as they were doing, like the leading up to the the founding of the Federation. That would have made more sense.
2: Yeah. But
1: me, I'm. I'm fairly wise in these matters.
0: <laughs> yes, well we'll go with wise. We'll leave out the ass part. <laughs> <laughs> well on that
1: too. <laughs> Star Trek has numerous iconic themes. But we we, we can't not say that. Discovery's no. theme doesn't do anything for me. With the exception of the end piece where it does the little, you know. Oh.
0: Uh, Intro, which was from the the sixties, you know, the original. Um, right. Uh, 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 well, when they introduced when they introduced Discovery's theme song, and I watched it on YouTube. I sat there going, "What the hell is this crap? It's literally crap." There, I mean, there's there's nothing here to get you jazzed up for the show.
1: Of the three new Star Trek since two thousand. 17, which show has the best theme song?
0: Okay, well, this is a snake butt bitten situation for me because I'll argue that Picard was better because they used the theme that was composed by Dennis McCarthy. Or, or, we have an original theme, grandiose and epic, but it shows the Starfleet ship Literally getting into a battle skirmish, stopping and backing out, and getting the hell out of there.
1: It wasn't their fight, it was between the, the Romulans and the Borg. And they just, uh, they just uh, yoinked uh, the fuck out of there. Uh, I mean, uh, but honestly, uh, the, the Cerritos is kind of like it's like your tugboat showing up to a naval battle. Uh, <laughs> Uh, listen, uh, that's not the Starfleet that
0: I grew up with. Man. I know, I
1: know. Uh, <laughs> but we also know what Lower Decks is. However, it does have the better theme song. It's very evocative of Voyagers. You know, they have... It's it's very much a throwback of the 90s themes, which is kind of what they're doing. It's, the
0: whole show is a throwback of the 90s themes. Right. That, it is. But, I mean, again, the creator is a fan of TNG, and we see that. We love that. We like that. However, he's also a Rick and Rick and Frick and Morty guy. So he 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 makes jokes outside of the genre.
1: Which is OK. Yeah. Look, I'm just saying it's got a pretty know. decent there, thing. There,
0: there are pluses and minuses to this show. And again, I came to you first saying that it was probably one of the most Star trek moments that that show ever provided in the last 15 years. And I agreed with you.
1: Right. Uh, I, we, but we're on the music. So the music, you're right, <laughs> is an original. It doesn't sample anything else. Like the other two theme songs. Right. It is its own, which I think gives it that much more power. Because outside of, to be honest with you, the next generation just took apart from, you know, it basically it just jazzed up the movie theme. Deep Space Nine was original. Voyager was original. Enterprise was original. Lower Decks is original. There's something to be said for that.
2: Agreed. Agreed.
1: And to be honest with you I will disagree with you. I've really dis- come to like the Deep Space 9 theme because I think Deep Space 9 has become my favorite Star Trek show.
0: <sighs> okay. But but you're saying you're saying you you think that it's your favorite theme because DS9 is your favorite show. I don't I, think that's valid, I, and I don't think that's how you meant it either.
1: No, no, I'm not saying that. But I've gotten, I've watched a lot of Deep Space Nine, and I've really come to appreciate the music. Because it, and it has your horns.
0: <laughs> yes, sparingly, there's one. There's one.
1: Ah, in the earlier one. In the, in
0: the,
1: in the second one, yeah. The second one, more horns, because they added Anymore. just more instrument. Yeah, and I also think that that's kind of fitting because as it makes that jump to season four, I think is when they redid the the theme. It's that the cast got bigger, the scope got bigger, the Dominion, you know, the Klingons war, the Romul, the, uh, the 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 Cardassian Klingon war, the Dominion war, and it just bigger, yeah, more. Deep Space Nine. First three seasons, kind of a hunk of junk. Last few seasons, stout motherfucker.
0: Forefront, okay. forefront of the battle.
1: So, it, I in in a lot of ways, you can almost see the transition with the music. Yeah, but I'm not going to argue. There's a lot of. I just, I I really find myself enjoying it more and more. Now, obviously, for me, the best theme song is The Next Generation. Easily. Oh, of
0: course, yes.
1: Next Generation. Followed by Deep Space Nine and Enterprise.
0: Yeah.
1: And then probably Voyager, the original series, and Lower Decks, and then the other two kind of filter around towards the bottom of the list. And Stargate, not Star Trek. <laughs> and and you would mentioned that Stargate was a had a good theme. Yeah, I did. I don't disagree with you. All right, let me ask you this: If you were to play the intro to Star Wars and the intro to Star Trek, even the the original series or the Next Generation, which one do you think would more people would recognize.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to have to, okay, I got to be intellectually honest here. Man. This hurts. Um, More people will recognize the Star
1: Wars theme. All just right,
0: because yeah. of, of pop, pop culture alone.
1: Right, because it gets everything.
0: Yes. However, and we're talking about the original motion picture of Star Trek. The more, which one is the more um, sophisticated piece of music? I will go with Star Trek.
1: Well, you know, that small, like almost pinprick Mm -hmm. start with both either the original or the next generation. And it just, it's a nice slow build. (laughs) <laughs> and then you have the horns And then Yep The Let me
0: let me introduce you into, into My college world where USC band Versus UCLA were mortal enemies Right Just mortal mm. enemies I was not part of the band in any way shape or form uh, USC's band Touts itself as the greatest marching band In the history of the universe
2: mm. then, You know
0: that's that's what they tell themselves. That's what they are. Okay. Um, UCLA's band tells themselves as the Golden Sound. You know what that means?
1: Because they're what the Golden Bears or the.
0: It means that they play they play the quality in notes. And um, hmm. I'm gonna have some I'm gonna have some alumni from my school hate me right here, but I'll say no. that. USC's band is more fun because when they play a song they blow it out their ass they just blow it out it's loud it's fun it is interactive and it is a blast to hear at a party right but when UCLA plays a song they play the technicalities like they 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 play the spectrum you know they don't blow it out they respect the note spectrum which is what Star Trek does versus what John Williams did with Star Wars and that theme. But And he did it for a purpose, by the way. I'm not saying that's, that John Williams is, you know, in any way a lazy writer. He no. did it to, to, to reinvent the, star, the, the sci-fi genre and to bring it into a pop culture status rather than some kind of niche group like Forbidden Planet was. You know what I mean?
1: Right. No, I can no. see that. I can see that. For me, and I also think it depends on time. In the early to mid-90s when Star Trek was all over TV and there was a dead zone of like a dozen, year, dozen almost 15 years between Star Wars, you would, uh, I would say Star Trek they might have been more recognizable at the time. Yes. But now, since Star, Star Wars is just huge and everywhere,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not that Trek is not. Trek is on a rebound, too. But I just mm, they, is it? <laughs> well, I remember when there was, like, no Star Trek. Now we're getting I more do. Star Trek. Ah, I do. Now, there is something that we failed to mention. The Kelvin theme, the Kelvin the music. I like that. I didn't think I was going to get into it, but I really like that. They, they,
0: <laughs> it's good. Yeah.
1: And it's so good. Like, it shows up in the back of all three movies that you almost forget that it's not part of the original series. For By me, the way, you
0: heard Star Trek Four is being
1: is going into development, did you? I did hear that. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I think it's good. I am have curious. Find everyone they... on yet. <laughs> yeah, but they, they got Chris Pine on board, and he, he was the holdout. He's not on board. Yeah, they said he's on board.
0: Did they say he's finally on board? because yeah. uh, Okay. Last I checked, he wasn't, but I could be wrong. I'll, I'll fully admit that.
1: I hear that Hemsworth is, they're trying to get Hemsworth back. As his dad, Don't
0: do that. That's just It just plays with more time travel. That's so fucked out now.
1: Well, wow, look. So fucked out. But that's what Star Trek does. Okay. okay. I, I just. Every fucking show does time travel. I'm not trying to be an asshole to you,
0: but I, I mean, we just saw the ultimate time travel with Marvel and Ant Man saying, so you mean Back to the Future was just a bunch of bullshit? Like, I mean, they were able to go back in time to other timelines to get the, the, the Infinity Stones, and
1: either it, either it all makes sense or none of it does or something right. like that. I know,
0: it, but
1: time it, travel.
0: Yeah, time travel. <laughs> hey, what?
1: But I, I, <laughs> I love how they keep going back. <laughs> He's throwing all that out there. The Tazza Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> hot Tub Time Machine? No. <laughs> no, he said. Hot, he did. He went. He's like Hot Tub Time. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it was like Die Hard. No, wait, that's not. I think he yeah. threw in some randoms. Like no, I Time like,
0: Zero. Star Trek. I think they mentioned Star Trek. Um, that whole movie Endgame, was based was influenced by um. Uh, uh, all all Good Things uh, Finale for TNG, by the way Did you know that? Yes,
1: I, I sent you the article
0: Oh, did you send me that article? I'm sorry <laughs> putz- I'm not trying to claim ownership I know someone sent me an article I just didn't know it was you Here we go So,
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen This man Takes credit for other people's ideas
0: Oh, how dare you? How dare I'm just, you?
1: I'm just how kidding.
0: dare you besmirch my honor? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who's the first one to say that they're wrong? I them? am!
1: <laughs> and you're wrong.
0: Exactly! Wait a minute. I don't know what we're talking about now.
1: <laughs> I don't know what we're yelling
0: about. <laughs> Ah, oh,
1: Jesus, e. T. I, I We're coming up on... Uh, we're not coming up on as long as you think we're coming up on, because we had a delay. We did
0: have a delay, but... A substantial we,
1: it, delay. It's just late. That's the difference.
0: The problem is Windows 11 effed everything up for me. So. Down
1: with 11. On to 15. Oh, Jesus Christ. I have an audition I have to do, and I can't figure out how to do it. Anyway, well, we've
0: uh, we've covered all the Star Wars. Yes. We've covered, we've covered all the Star Treks. We have. Is there anything else that you want to cover? Because I mentioned Stargate, but then, then you dismissed it.
1: Well, we're not talking we've about, talked about it. We talked it already.
0: Yeah, I know. That's, that's what I threw in there, because we already talked about it.
1: Didn't you say that there was a theme that you wanted to bring up at the beginning? Yeah, that was that unrelated was, to sci-fi. That was two hours ago.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I already brought it up. Oh, shit. Yes, but that was should have been at the beginning. God
1: damn it. We ran into some technical difficulties. Take it easy. We
0: did. We did. It, it was supposed to be part of our banter at the very beginning where, you know, asking you what you did and everything. And I saw the movie
1: Spencer. Do you know what that movie is? Have you heard of it? Spencer Confidential? Ah. With Mark Wahlberg?
0: No, it's about Princess Diana. It just no. came out. No. Played with Kristen Stewart. Yawn. It's good. It's good. Um, But it definitely showcases Princess Diana's psychology at the time when she was in the midst of her uh, mental illness. And that soundtrack, that soundtrack, my God, made you feel trapped And claustrophobic all at the same time. Because goddamn, that was a great soundtrack to make you feel like you never want to see this movie ever again.
1: Well, I mean, we could talk about all the great soundtracks of all time, like Jaws and Psycho and a couple of little notes that scare the
0: the shit out of you. That's my whole point. I should have brought it up at the beginning because I just recently saw it. I recommend it. It's one of those movies that I recommend you see but you'll never want to see it again afterwards. I don't <laughs> want to see it now. It's good. It's fun. Uh, not fun, but it's interesting. It's insightful.
1: But. Did we say Guardians had a great theme or great, or great soundtrack? Did we say Guardians had a great soundtrack last
0: Well, time? okay. So their theme was fantastic and their soundtrack was awesome. We talked about that last time, though. Right. So, so.
1: yeah. You know, First Contact had an underrated soundtrack because it had it had Roy Orbison and Steppenwolf on it. oh my god first of all,
0: Ooby Dooby stupid
1: completely, stupid it's, it's, like a, stupid it's like a it's like song. a 50s know nothing song
0: oh my god, the worst now now Steppenwolf is, is fine I feel like that they, they, was I feel like it was a missed opportunity though where they could have played some better ones
1: well it all but, depends on licensing man don't you think Rocket Man by Elton John would have been good, or
0: oh my or God.
1: Uh, you know, no, not or uh, or uh, Ground Control to Major Tom by God. by Bowie, yeah, by Bowie, yeah, or Intergalactic uh, by the Beastie Boys wasn't
0: out by that point.
1: Oh, that's right, but they did do Beastie later. Boys and Beyond. They did. What was this no, guy's like?
0: It's Beastie oh, Boys classical and, uh, music.
1: They did it in the Star Trek 09, too. Yeah. They used Beastie Boys in 09?
0: Yeah. When when uh, Kurt, young Kirk was, was stealing the car.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Ah,
0: and he jumps out. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> By the way, that kid lived a messed up life afterwards. That actor.
1: They all do. Oof some
0: rough deal. I suggest you look him up. Uh, <laughs> it's weird because he was a kid and it feels like not that long ago when that movie came out. came out 13 yeah, it's, years it's,
1: ago. It's only 13 years, yeah. It's only
0: 13 years old. But yeah. So. I'm running uh, out of steam here, DT.
1: I think we're good, man. I think we nailed it
0: <laughs> in
1: our own bizarre fashion.
0: As we always do As we
1: always do. All right, my friend. All right.
0: So have we reached a consensus on anything?
1: Like, I mean, we agreed on really. We weren't putting a list together. We were just talking about great themes. Yeah, great themes that worked. And we had a lot of different ones last episode, or two episodes ago. In this episode, we knew we were going to tackle the pillars of the community. That's true. That's true.
0: All right, then. Well, on that note, uh, we're the Sci-Fi Guys, and thanks for listening. So you guys keep dreaming. We'll keep working. So long, everyone.
1: We'll see you on the high ground. Make it so.
0: Those Sci-Fi Guys is an independent broadcast by AlphaSite Productions, produced by DT Kavman and P.S. McKay. Music courtesy of Kevin Cloud at Incompetech.com. For more information on upcoming episodes, follow P.S. McKay on Twitter at P.S. McKay, or go to thosesci-fi-guys.com for past episode information.